Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast of your favorite team in the Bay Area. On today's episode, we're going to dig into some of Mike Greer's acquisitions over the offseason and how guys like Luke Cunning, um, you know, Nico Serm, Matt Benning, how these guys are looking so far early into the Sharks season and, and see kind of where maybe the Sharks might have gotten some bang for their buck. Or maybe we're or at least early into the season, maybe rethinking some of these decisions. So all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Sharks. Your Locked on Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, J.D. Young, contributor at Fear the Fin and San Jose Hockey Now. I want to thank you for making Locked on Sharks your first listen. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. And, of course, you can watch this on YouTube as well. And, again, since the Sharks, a couple days off here, nice time to kind of take a nice little breather, see where they're at heading into the season. Yesterday we talked about um, about their prospects, kind of a nice little check-in on basically all the prospects who are not uh barracuda guys since we we do cover the barracuda a little bit more extensively on on the show now uh because the barracuda are, are fun i'm recording this right now as the barracuda are playing it's the second period it is one to nothing calgary so uh, yes i've got an eye on that and doing this at the same time but um wanted to kind of look at how some of mike greer's early moves you know or at least the additions how they're kind of fitting and gelling with this team and what type of contributions that they've had, at least for an early start to this season. So um, good friends over at Evolving Hockey, you're going to be using their uh, RAPM charts, um, where kind of a nice way to see where a player is in comparison to uh, others. And if you've probably seen these charts floating around, I'm going to try to do my best to explain them the best I can. Um you know, especially because, you know, you, sometimes you see them, you're like, oh, I see oh, all the red, is, all the red is bad. All the blue is good. But what does it actually really mean? So I'm going to spend a little time explaining these for you guys. Uh, if you know what they are, uh, congratulations. Um, but if you're not, and you've always been kind of like, I see these things, but I don't really know. At least I'm, I'm going to try my best to explain kind of what they mean uh, for, for, for everyone here. So um so we're going to start looking at the forwards and then we'll uh, spend the, the, the last part. The defenseman just kind of, again, so I'm going to just do look at the raw counting stats, goals, assists, all that ice time. Going to look at some of their, their fancy metrics and then uh, how just kind of my thought on early into the season where they are, are kind of at. So um, let's go ahead. If you're watching it on YouTube. There's a nice, I'm going to have the charts up, but I'll try my best to explain them for you as well. If your case, you're listening. Um, so let's get these bad boys up here right now. So uh, we're going to be starting with uh, Luke, uh, Luke Cunin. Is it Cunin? I still screw up. Luke Cunin, Luke Cunin. Um, and if you're looking at the chart right now, it is not uh, super pretty. It's a lot of red. So the way evolving hockey does is, is basically they have what they call like a Z score. So if you're a zero, that means you are basically 
a NHL replacement player. You are kind of the bottom line. You're an NHL player, but you're the bare minimum, right? You're almost like a minimum wage guy, like a, a job, like anybody who's, and we've all worked with what people like that, where it's like, they're just a guy that is a, your Z your Z score basically says you are a minimum wage kind of quote unquote minimum wage type of guy, right? You're an NHL, a replacement level NHL player. Um, think of my, the perfect example for this is Marcus Sorensen, right? Played with the Sharks for a long time. He would have some nights where he would pop, but for the most nights, Marcus Sorensen came in, he played on the third line, and you barely, for the most part, you kind of barely noticed that he was out there. So Marcus Sorensen is like, if you look at his his stats, like his, his analytics, he's like the NHL replacement level guy. Like you could just swap him out with a bunch of different guys, and you probably wouldn't really notice the difference, right? So... The way Evolving Hockey has this is they have different categories. So you're, for even strength, and then they look at power play. Um, for even strength, you're going to have your goals four per 60. So this is how much um, offense you are actually producing during this time. Then you have your expected goals four per 60. So this is how much offense you should be producing with what you're doing. Your core C4 per, for, uh, per 60. This is how many shot attempts you take. doesn't have to hit the target it can be blocked whatever and then you have your expected goals allowed per 60 so this is kind of your your defensive metrics how are you how well are you doing as a good job of keeping the other team from producing expected goals right then you have your Corsi allowed per 60 which is how off how are you doing at keeping the other team from getting shots on goal and then for the power play, it's uh, goals four per 60, expected goals per, per 60, and your Corsi four per 60. So, and then they have what they, the Z scores. So it's your driver, dive, little jumps, right, um, for, for them. So kind of like, it's kind of a big, it, there, it's kind of a big like deviation of like, okay, you're kind of like the net one jump up. If, think of it almost like a big bell curve, but on its side type of thing. So for Luke, uh, our boy, Luke Cunning, um, you see a lot of red here. So he is basically negative in all categories. And some of them are much worse than the other. Um, his, For example, his Corsi allowed is almost two standard deviations below a replacement level player. So he is um, bad at getting shots or allowing the other team to get shots on goal and the evolving hockey models they try to you like it is kind of what you are doing as a player not what is the team doing or what your line doing it's very much a what are you doing as a player so um let's start with, with Cunning's counting stats so he this year at 14 games played he's got two goals four assists negative uh, eight for the plus and minus. If you care about that, um, do not care about plus and minus 17 penalty minutes is second on the team in penalty minutes behind Jonah Gadovich um, in his uh, fighting ways, fighting Jonah Gadovich. Um, and then, <laughs> sorry, I just saw the Russell Crowe thing from South Park. My bad. Um, he's playing. He has 31 shots on goal. Pretty solid. Uh <laughs> 
Timo Myers, 74 shots. What a monster. Uh, 31 shots a goal, third on the team. So he is the third most shots on the team. Um, that mean behind Timo Meyer, who has 74, Eric Carlson, who's on a historic pace at 45, Luke Cunning is at 31 shots on this team, on shots on goal. Um, with a shooting percentage of 6.5. Average time on ice for, for Cunning, 16, 17 a night. Um, yeah, he is on the ice a lot and he's shooting a bunch. Uh, his on ice uh, shot attempts is Corsi. It is uh, 41%, uh, which would put him at second to no, third third to last of all these sharks players who have played at least a minute of shark skaters who have played so he is whenever he is on the ice these sharks are getting outshot by a fair amount and he is taking a lot of shots he has two goals great but shooting percentage of 6.5 and his defensive metrics are not that great. So I, I think he's been with, played at the top, you know, first line. He's been kind of bouncing down a little bit now. I think he, he's pretty solid on this third line here. So I would prefer if somebody else was shooting a little bit more uh, than Luke, uh, Luke Cunning. But so far... I've not been a big fan of, of this signing and trade, especially giving up a third round. What's probably going to be a very high third round pick. What's going to be a very, very deep draft class. Um, I'm so far, I, I think this, this trade and then you paying him, you know, two over $2 million a year. Um, so far, I'm not a big fan. I wasn't a big fan of the trade now and early into the season haven't been super impressed with him. So um, before we continue. Do want you guys know that today's episode is uh, brought to you guys by our friends over at Athletic Greens. If you haven't checked out Athletic Greens, now is the perfect time to check them out. They're the perfect way to take care of your body without having to do too, too much. So if you want to have better gut health, more energy, you want to optimize your immune system, especially right now. We're in RSV season. If you have, like me, and you have small children who go to school and they come home and they're just bubbly and snotty, this is a great way to help take care of yourself and prevent that. So, and you don't have to take a bunch of pills with it. It's water, a scoop, you shake it up, you drink it, you do that before you even have your morning coffee, and you are good to go. With that one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins. vitamins it tastes good. It's almost got a little chocolatey taste. I kind of like it. So, and it's less than $3 a day. Um, and you're investing in your health. If you're like me, I'm at Dutch brothers every day. That's like $6 for a cup of coffee. $3 a day helps you out, makes you feel good, helps your stomach, helps keep you healthy. Yeah. So, and right now, they're giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health, get the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, so uh, 
Mukanen, not again. I think he's getting too much, at least in the beginning of the season. I think he was getting too much ice time, um, taking too many shots. I know he he can score some goals, but I think those shots would be better placed in somebody else's hands um, on the team. So uh, let's go on to Oscar Lindblom. Lindblom, I really like the signing just because I think I like the swing that you were taking on Lindblom. You know, I know he, he definitely has his red flags with his medical stuff and coming back from cancer and, you know, and you're paying Lindblom two point two and a half million dollars a year. He has not produced how you would like. And by not produced how you like, um, he has three assists in 13 games this year. So um, he's definitely been up and down the lineup, mostly in that fourth line role. He's only taken 17 shots. He's a guy who I actually would like to see shoot a little bit more because I think he can score and be a score. And we've seen him on Philadelphia be a score, um, but definitely not getting a lot of ice time. He's at 11, uh, 28 time on ice right now. Um, that puts him just above Jonah Gadovich, who spends a fair amount of time in the penalty box, and Noah Gregor, who's barely been playing. He's He's been kind of... Lindblom's been kind of just hanging on there right now. So I'm, I still have a little, I have hope for Lindblom that hopefully he can turn it around. I think he can still be a really good player. Um, but the price tag of, of two and a half million dollars for the production that you're getting right now just isn't working out. His, um, his evolving hockey cards. Not too bad. Um, defensively, he's been a plus. You know, he is uh, doing a good job of uh, keeping the other team from shooting and scoring. Again, the offense, he is goals for are and expected goals for are both below uh, replacement level. But again, I think with him, you want to see a little bit more shooting the puck and you don't get a lot of opportunities. So I think he needs to try to take advantage of those opportunities a little bit more. Power play, he's only gotten 12 and a half minutes, which is kind of surprising because, again, it's not like the Sharks have a plethora of offensive talent, but we've seen with the Sharks power play where they are very much relying on those that top unit where they're going to get a minute to 90 seconds on a, a typical power play to try to produce something, and then the other guys are kind of you know fighting for the scraps there on the, on the power play. So... Um, Limblom, right now, you have to say the signing isn't working out super great, especially with the two years, two and a half million dollars. Um, hopefully, he can kind of find his role. I, I, I think he's a good third line guy. Per you know, I think when if Benino gets traded, he Limblom should get hopefully get a chance to play on that third line role where he can provide some scoring. Hopefully, he can get some scoring going here soon. So. Uh, next guy, Nico Sturm. And so Sturm, of course, signed this offseason to a three-year, $2 million deal. Um, started out in the fourth line, has been promoted to that third-line center role, been having a very, very good season for the Sharks right now. And early in, you have to be really, really happy with the signing if you are manager Mike Greer. He is tied second on the team in goals right now. In 14 games played, he has five goals tied with Timo Meyer. Eric Carlson, you crazy, crazy animal. Um, he's shooting 
he has 25 shots and five goals. So a nice 20% shooting percentage. Um, I don't, don't expect the 20% shooting percentage to continue for Nico Sturm. You know, his uh, career high in goals, Set 11 goal season, nine goal season, nine goal season. He's already at five. So, you know, he kind of is going to give you nine to 10 goals uh, a year. Maybe this year he gets up a little bit closer if he can continue his, uh, maybe a little bit closer to 15 if he can continue his outstanding shooting percentage. But um, early into this season, though, I think you guys would be really happy with him, especially because he has solidified that 3C spot. Um, and the Sharks with their 4C of Steven Lorenz has been, you know, he's been solid. We'll get into to Lorenz here in a little bit, which um, I'm realizing that I forgot to pull his card. My bad, Steven Lorenz. I always forget about him because he was part of the trade, not the, uh, wasn't an actual signing, but the Sharks did resign him. So I'm going to uh, add him on the fly here. Hopefully you guys won't notice too bad. So, um, but back to Sturm. You know, I, I think though you have to be super happy with how his season has gone. Um, shooting percentage is, of course, he sorry is at like forty eight percent, so he's just slightly giving up more shots than um, than he's allowing, or he's allowing more shots than he than his line is taking. But it's right there, especially for a third line guy. You know, started as a fourth line guy, and I think his lines have been very very solid. You know, he. He has made whatever line he has been on much better. And you saw the chemistry him and Sveshnikov had around the season. Now he's playing with, you know, Benino and, and Kunin. So hopefully they can, you know, Benino has been kind of a little uh, to start the season. So hopefully he can kind of help bring those, those guys uh, back here soon. So kind of help elevate that line. And then... Let's get into Sveshnikov really quick, and then uh, we'll, we'll talk about Lawrence and the defenseman. Sveshnikov kind of is, you know, brought in one year, um, minimum $750,000 uh, deal. And again, I think you have to be pretty happy with him, especially considering you're paying him literally the least amount of money that you could actually pay a hockey player. Um, he had in 11 games, he's got two goals, three assists for five points. Um, it actually has a plus if you're into plus minus, um, playing 11, 33 at night. So not getting a ton of ton of ice time, did play a little bit on the first line, mostly been kind of a bottom six guy. Um, his, uh, looking at his, 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 his stats here or his, uh, his evolving hockey card, he has been plus goals for so he's producing more goals than you would actually expect um he's actually kind of way up producing because his expected goals are actually minus but the actual goals for is uh plus is over one standard deviation Corsi four expected goals allowed kind of right there in the middle but his of course he allowed 60 so when he's on the ice he's doing a great job of keeping the other team from getting shots on goal and you know i know people are like well who cares about if you get shots on getting shots on if you're you can't score unless you're actually shooting so he's doing a good job of keeping the shots down uh he's only gotten two minutes of power play time so i'm not really too too worried about his actual power play time so all right let us um take a break 
want to, of course, let you guys know about um, the Locked On Sports Today podcast. Thank you guys for making Locked On Sharks your first listen. Where again, we are free and available wherever you get podcasts. You know, wherever you're listening, Apple, Spotify, YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube right now, you really should, really, really should um, actually try to subscribe. If you have not subscribed, it makes me feel better. So, um, but go check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. They've got you covered for all the biggest stories going around in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard, behind the scenes with local experts and insights that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Okay. Let us get back into our uh, diving back into our, our our people here. So we have um, next Stephen Lorenz, who was able to add back in here. Um, bam, Lawrence working out pretty solid for the trade. So again, they got him. Uh, Lawrence was added in the Brent Burns trade, um, and then they signed him to two years. Basically, a little over $1 million. Um, he's been kind of started on the wing, but now he's been playing the fourth line C role. And it looks like the Sharks might have found a, a pretty solid guy here in, in Lawrence. So, and then when I, when I talked to Jared uh, after the locked on, after the Sharks uh, traded Brent Burns, he spoke very highly of Lawrence, said he's like a really good dude off the ice, but that he is a, like an awesome fourth line guy. He's going to come in bring energy and kind of be that guy. And so far it looks like he might, the Sharks might've found here um, does have a goal to assist for three points so far playing 12, uh, 35 time on ice this year. Um, his Corsi is, where is he at? He's 10th on the Sharks right now, 50% uh, shot attempts for their Corsi. So he's basically for every shot, he is allowing his line is also making a shot. So pretty, pretty even there, but he's doing a good job of, so his goals for us, he's actually should have more goals. If you look at his offense, um, should have more goals, right? He's actually one standard deviation below, but expected goals for he's actually like a one and a half standard deviations above a replacement player. So he's doing a good job of driving offense. He just has not gotten the results that you would like Corsi for again, he's a one, you know, a little bit about half a standard deviation of Corsi for Corsi allowed about half a standard deviation. So more event hockey expected goals allowed about one standard deviation above. So he is doing a good job of not letting the team score and he's, produ he's producing expected goals. They just have not gone in. So, you know, I think the Sharks is really happy with getting Lawrence back. Makanemi, I think, is, you know, proving to be, I think he's going to be a pretty solid goaltender. Um, but you did have to give up Brent Burns. So, all right, let's get to the defenseman, Matt Benning, which I was a little surprised to see this one. Um, not, not going to lie when I saw the Benning uh, card. So, Benning, he's been playing second uh pairing defenseman usually with, with Vlasic then you've had the Shimmick Ferraro at, at the bottom but 
He's been kind of playing that shutdown role for the Sharks with Vlasic. 14 games played, one goal. Did it get his first goal the other uh, night? Uh, two assists, three points. Um, 18 minutes of time on ice for him. His uh, Corsi four, um, not 48%. So kind of the same with like the Nico Sturm range, but defensively is expected goal. So Matt Benny is not providing you offense. If you sign Matt Benny to try to provide you offense, you, you I don't know what you're, you're doing there. Uh, goals for per 60. He's one below one center deviation. Expected goals per 60, he's kind of a little bit below, you know, zero. And the same thing with the Corsi 4 per 60, a little bit below. So Matt Benning's not providing your offense. He, that's not what his job is to do on here. But expected goals allowed, um, almost two standard deviations. So Benning has been doing a great, great job of keeping the actual goals out. And I think the problem is we have the, the low light reels of him getting turnstiled, you know, and there's, we were probably all thinking uh, of the same one where he, you know, just right down the middle gets turnstiled. And that's what you think of, right? You think you just think of that, but you don't think of all the little things that he does, right? You just think of the one bad, bad thing. And it's kind of the same thing with the Eric Carlson thing where you think, Oh God, Eric Carlson's really bad defense, but you're just thinking of the worst possible moments of him getting turnstiled or, you know, not able to make a play or not able to make a poke check or going for going for like the lazy defensive play type of thing. So, um, but Benning, he's been a solid defensive defenseman for the Sharks. Um, actually has eight minutes of power play time. Um, please, please don't put Matt Benning on the power play. No, I know. If, the Sharks have very limited options on that. I would like to just see Redeem Shimmick. The dude can at least has a cannon, and he can just fire sh uh, points, shots, but please don't put Matt Benny on the power play anymore. But again, you know, the one thing with Benning is you do have the four years, four-year contract, four more years, baby, Matt Benning, but it's $1.25 million, and you can – if you need to, you can bury that in the AHL. And it's, I think you can actually bury like the whole contract in the AHL if he passes through waivers. So he's a perfectly cromulent defenseman. He will be fine if he's your, on a better team, he's probably your your bottom pair defenseman. And if you're paying, you know, he's making a little bit over a million dollars. So, and again, if you need to waive him, send him down to the, the Barracuda at some point. You can do that, and you're not going to have any cap ramifications for that. So um, four years, though, is still a very long time for Matt Benning. <laughs> and then last but not least, uh, Scott Harrington. Um, added him on here because he actually has played games. Uh, Marcus Nudovara also signed, but had played one. I think he played one preseason game, and that was it. Um but yeah, Scott Harrington has played uh, a couple games here where I lost him. He's played two games, does have an assist in that time, uh, 1548 time on ice. He is making the vet min of $750,000. He is a your seventh defenseman. If somebody gets hurt and he needs to come in and play, he can come in and play. Um, 
goals for per 60 just a little bit above but it's it's, it's he's played 31 minutes uh basically so there's not really much of a of um his course he allowed though in those 31 minutes is uh not super great during that time he is at 38 percent court shot attempts so um not not very 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 tiny sample size but not what you want to see in that uh time so so yes, I, I think overall for uh, general manager Mike Greer, you have to be really happy with the Lawrence trade and signing. I think Lawrence is working out really well. Sushnikov, who you got for free, you know, not paying him well much, he's been working out. You're pretty, you're probably really happy with with him and his role. Nico Sturm, I think you have to be ecstatic about with what he's provided for this team. You know, the leadership. Um, you know, coming coming from that playing on a championship team i think some of that kind of rubs off on you and i know the sharks are not competing for a championship but just kind of doing that for you know rubs off on you and he's really helped to solidify that 3c role which has been a revolving door for the past ever since joe thornton left um so some of the other ones Lindblom, i think you're you have to be disappointed with just because of he hasn't had the production and he hasn't really claimed you would hope that he would come in and claim a claim one of those middle six winger roles that were really wide open to start the season and was not able to do that um so i think you're a little bit disappointed with that especially with what you're paying him with the two and a half million dollars you know what if you pay in a fourth line guy two and a half million dollars right it's just not good cap um yeah, it's just it's not good cap management type thing. And then uh, Luke Cunning, uh, who, again, factoring in the third round pick that you gave up and the prospect and John Leonard. And I very much like John Leonard, but I know exactly what John Leonard is. Probably a AHL, NHL tweener type guy for his career. Maybe come out and play a couple games here and there, but he's most likely going to be an AHL guy. Um, but the third round pick was supposed to be a very deep draft what's well, probably going to be a very high third round pick um and then yeah kind of and he's he's just i think he's being asked to do too much and we're hopefully now that being a third line guy maybe that can help to solidify and you can help to see those numbers kind of improve a little bit where he's not being asked to do too too much do as much as he's been asked so far that early this season so but again i, I you have to be disappointed with what you gave up and then the contract you handed out for him so all right, that's going to do it for me today. Be back uh, tomorrow, get you guys ready for the Blues game. This very, very intriguing game as both uh, as the Blues are struggling, struggling to start this season. So going to get you guys ready for that. You know, maybe look at why, what has happened with the Blues. This team that was kind of the model of consistency the last few years is just struggling right now. So got to get you guys ready for the Blues game. A um, lot of Sharks Barracuda hockey games this weekend, so we'll try to do a live thing at some point this weekend. If it's Friday night or Saturday night, we'll try to uh, try to get you guys, you know, do a live thing to, to react. So uh, make sure you guys are following along Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram that we guys know when the live event is. Um, so, yeah, we'll do a live show this weekend on YouTube. And then listen, Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get podcasts, you can listen. Um, watch on YouTube as well. Follow me on Twitter at MyFryHole. Be back tomorrow. And until then, bye, friends.